0: Welcome to the Free Sermon Podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Monday, and we are posting an instant classic for your inspiration. This message may come from anywhere around the globe, but is sure to stay with you for years to come. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, Please support world evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon.
1: Hallelujah. I'm nervous again tonight. I told you there's something about this pulpit, uh, man, that causes us to tremble. If you got your Bibles tonight, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter uh, 54, just kind of want to stick to the uh, uh, the order. And pastors, asked me to come and preach, I'm, I'm trying to think about, you know, what, what could I say? Uh, you know, how can I bring a, a message in that would uh, touch the hearts and lives of people? So, uh, and Jesus made a powerful statement for you and I in Mark 16. We're going to read it in a minute, uh, where he's demanding you and I to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I understand all can't go, and, but there are those that God has called, they're rising up and those that are not going uh, uh we have the uh the privilege of investing in them sending them uh takes lots and lots of money i just told you uh, that but uh, uh i really do appreciate you all of you uh for your prayers uh have clean we're we're alive we're we're moving on god's raising up we have about 30 brand new converts right now that i mean that god has just brought in from the last uh uh a couple three months god has brought them in i mean just an incredible thing is happening i'm looking at this and and i'm looking at our the growth that we're having and i can't but help to think yeah it's because we're helping pastor campbell at the church uh in dominica we're, we're trying we're laying money aside we're sacrificing uh, uh for that and i really believe there's a great link there and i don't understand it all but listen it's uh working god's helping us and we want to step it up more. Uh, hopefully we can do that in this next year. But, uh, I want to preach a sermon tonight. I've just titled The World. Uh, Jesus said, go into all the world. That can be many different places. And so I was doing a little research on, on the world. And, uh, the world is 197 mile or million. Let me read it again. 197 million square miles big. Uh, the seven continents, 194 countries, uh, 6,809 languages that we can come up with. And we have the Bible translated in only 2,100 of these countries, uh, or of these languages of the 6,809 uh, languages. So you can see the great need just uh, there. So uh, for world evangelists, needs are everywhere. They're desperate. They're crying out. And in Genesis chapter 6, this is the first world, it goes on to say when men began to increase, I want you to underline that, in numbers on the, uh, when they began to increase in numbers on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married, uh, uh, any, the Bible says, anyone they wanted. Well, what happened there? Because God was given a uh, birth to a, a, a nation here, God is telling them uh, the direction. They have the word of God uh, in a sense uh, in their heart. God's instructing them, and everything's moving very powerfully. Uh, uh, you know, the the people are being touched. Uh, I'm not sure how many nations they had back then, but uh, but the word of God is going forth. God's moving. God's helping them. We can read that, but all of a sudden, something begin to happen. Man began to increase, and when he increased, uh, the, you read it right there. They have taken their eyes off God now, and now they have placed their eyes on the things of the world, on on the beautiful women of the world, not in the church, not uh, in the the atmosphere of revival. But what they are doing, uh, uh, this increase has moved them now from. Where they were investing and giving uh, and many things, and now uh, because of increase, it has completely turned them, and now they can't be moved. Their heart began to grow uh, more wicked and more wicked. And the Bible said it got so bad that God has to step in and uh, and begin to judge it. See, the first world was surviving well when men knew how to give, but when they begin to get the increase, problems begin. The start. I don't know if you read uh, Ecclesiastes much, but all through there, uh, uh, Solomon is giving us a, a list of regrets. Listen to some of them. He said, "I built houses for myself. I planted vineyards for myself. I put parks. I uh, made parks for myself. Fruit trees and ponds. Uh, and I brought male and female slaves uh, uh, for myself. I collected gold, silver, and treasures." It goes on. Uh, and then at the end, he goes, when I considered all my activities which my hand had done and the labor which I had uh, he says, behold, all was vanity. You know what he's saying? At the end, He said, my gosh, I missed God all the way. I missed God. He realizes now that, uh, you know what, the greatest thing he could have done is just obeyed God, stayed in the will of God. Genesis 6, I want you to see this real quick. It said, the Lord was grieved. That he had man made, or made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, "I will wipe uh, mankind whom I have created, will wipe out whom I have created from the face of the earth, men, animals, creatures that move along the ground, the birds of the air. He says, "I am grieved that I have made them." I wonder tonight, if we hold back and we're not willing to sacrifice, I wonder if we would grieve God. The same way again. And we want to see God move and God help us. Can you say amen tonight? Let's go to our text, uh, Isaiah chapter uh, uh, 54. Well, I'll start from the top. It says, uh, Single barren, you who have not a uh, uh, bared, bring forth or break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, uh, listen to this for more are the children of your desolate than the children of the married woman, uh, says. The Lord, verse two, enlarge the place of your tent and let it uh, then stretch out the curtains uh, of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, uh, strengthen your stakes. So what's happening here, God said, "Uh, I'm pleased with you and revival's coming. Get ready for it. Let's pray tonight. Father, by the blood of Jesus, I'm asking you, God, to move and help us. God, I pray, God, put uh, vision in hearts tonight. God, is the cry around the world, people are crying out for a missionary. God, for a couple that would rise up and say, I'm sorry. God, I'm not going to live in uh, regrets, God, but I'm surrendering my life. God, wherever you would want me, God, I'm willing to go. And God, if I can't go, I'm willing to support. I'm willing to give in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. So God wipes out the first world with water. We know the next world going to be wiped out, the Bible said, with fire. But I want you to see something here. God saved Noah and his family out of the first uh, world. And so I want you to uh, get what's happening here. God is wanting to move on humanity. God is wanting to touch uh, nations around the world and in Noah's generation nobody would uh, would listen to him nobody would uh, respond to the word of God everybody's got a death ear to it uh, no I'm too involved in uh, in my projects here I've got my uh, business I've just got married sorry I can't do anything about it now uh, and you would almost have to think as you're reading uh, Genesis about that and Jesus picks it up later where uh, the rich man is standing there, and he said, "I want to go to heaven, and I don't want to miss that, but I don't want to do all this other stuff." Jesus, uh, uh, can I still get in? Jesus said, "You lack one thing, uh, and it's a money issue again." He said, "You lack one thing. Uh, if you'll give that, you surrender it." Uh, listen, Jesus would open nations for him, but because of that, uh, the Bible said he had turned around grievously because he had a lot and he was unwilling to give it. And it changed the direction of his life and in eternity as well. Mark chapter 16, very familiar. We'll start at verse 15. And he said, he said to them, go uh, into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. uh, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Uh, Verse 18, they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will not uh, uh, harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now that's a powerful, powerful scripture tonight. Can you say amen? Jesus said, go in the world and preach to everything. I mean, it's like Jesus said, don't spare uh, anything. Take this gospel and and uh, take it into every nation, every town, every village. Yeah. And, and he said, this is your command. I need you to go. I need you to be involved in that because God cares about every soul. Uh, God's got uh, his mind and his eyes on every nation of the world, uh, every color, every tongue. Uh, this is the heart of God tonight. This is what's moving him. And his last word, just like, uh, don't forget this. You know, it's like mom and dad when they, uh, they, you know, they're going on a vacation. They leave the house as children. uh, uh, And uh, and the last word, don't burn the house down, whatever you do. Yeah, Jesus is saying it with that kind of importance tonight. He says, listen, uh, I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm going to fight for you in heaven. and But listen, uh, whatever you do, don't drop this and, and keep your mind on uh, missionary uh, works, the cry, and on and on and on. Uh, and these were his last words to you and I as well. So did God make a mistake? No, he didn't. Amen. God made it very easy for you and I tonight. You know, it's not complicated, is it? In verse 4, he said, just go Preach. And as you preach, listen to this, he goes, I will be with you uh, doing signs uh, and wonders. So the problem is tonight, or the opportunity, let me say that, is to go into all the world, preach the gospel. Jesus said, I'll partner with that. And there will be signs, uh, wonders, and, and all of that. And I remember when we were in Zambia. And we're in Kitwe, We're doing our best. I've, we're having great revival. I've not seen it before. Uh, you know, I'm praying. I, I, pray I said, God, I don't know what to do. There's so many people. There's, uh, uh, I'm beginning to panic, you know, because I'm trying to uh, really help them. But the problems are mounting and mounting and mounting. Uh, and I'm trying to, uh, you know, absorb this and trying to figure out what to do. And, and God began to speak to me. You just need to preach. If you preach the gospel. You do what's right. Uh, God says, I'll show up with you. And signs, wonders, uh and miracles, and I'm telling you, once I, I caught that, and I realized it's not all about uh, me, I'm telling you, our church began to just really uh, thrust forward. We begin to go into these uh, uh, villages, and uh, I mean, villages where they've never seen white people. And as you're looking at them, uh, I mean, there's terror in some, uh, and in others, they don't know what to think. And as we begin to preach, I had a couple interpreters, as we begin to preach, I mean they're like ants coming out, you know, just trails, people are coming uh uh and coming. The only thing I did uh, that gave us success, I preached the word of God. I said I can do that. And we set up opportunities. We uh, uh we had healing crusades all the time. We'd go in these uh, uh villages, we'd go in these different places, and, you know, just set up, start singing. We had a music group, they'd begin to sing, uh, and all of a sudden, I mean just hundreds of people. Uh, begin to come in this open area and I want to tell you what really helped us uh, is that we begin to have some very powerful miracles take place and and I mean out of that word begin to uh, get out you know where this person got healed that uh, the whole village knew that uh, they were dealing with an issue and uh, you know and we prayed for them God healed them I remember God healed this old man that was blind totally blind to one of his eyes uh, and he couldn't see out of the other one and so anyway, so what ha- what happened, uh, this guy went back, you know, he's beginning to tell people, hey, uh, man, there's a guy out there praying for people, and so I'm telling you, they begin to come in, and I begin to see God do such great uh, things simply because uh, the Word said, let's go, and Pastor uh, Campbell Fellowship, they believed in me enough to send us out, to give us this opportunity, and and I'm telling you what, we've seen things there that I haven't seen since. We are believing for that in America. I really believe it. God did it once. He'll do it again. Don't matter the city, the nation. Uh, what matters tonight uh, uh, is that we keep that minded. We're, uh, we're missionary minded. We, uh, we're going to invest where we're at. But I want to tell you, when you give to missions and you're a part of missions, uh, the dynamics change. Now, I don't know all, all, all the reasons why, but trust me. They do. I was reading about a study they were doing these uh, during the Spanish-American War. It says a group of army doctors was studying yellow fever. It's killing many, many people out there, losing uh, people, losing soldiers. So they're trying. This goes on. They're trying to find out how it was passed from one person to another. They suspected that uh, mosquitoes were involved. So, uh, so now they're trying to sit out and prove it. So what they did is they got some. Uh, uh, you know some guinea pigs and and brought them in the real guinea pigs brought them in, and so what they did, they let these mosquitoes just land on them and uh you know, and they got sick and, and they said, yeah, this is definitely the mosquitoes they are uh, they're carrying this, uh, but the next step is is that a good enough uh picture can they preach the message now that uh, listen, we know where yellow fever's coming from we've seen it touch these animals, this is what's taking place and and they could not, uh, get out of the, of the people's mind. They say, well, what about people? And they were left speechless. So what they had to do now is they, these doctors had to go in these rooms and they actually laid down, they're laying there and they released these mosquitoes, uh, and these mosquitoes begin to crawl on them and bite them. And sure enough, uh, yellow fevers come up on them. And, and out of that, you know, they, they come up with, uh, uh, a remedy of some type where they begin to get healed, but uh, the uh, the the idea is here in the message is that we can't just give what we have to just, uh, you know, uh, little pigs or or whatever it might be. We have to take very seriously tonight uh, what we do. We've got to put the burden on ourselves. Uh, we can't push it to the side anymore. We can't just say, well, I hope it works. Uh, uh, no, it's it's a very personal thing tonight, being a missionary and and going into different places, it's it's personal. You're going to feel the weight and the burden of that. Uh, oh, but I'm going to tell you at the same time, uh, the joy of that is overwhelming. When God's able to uh, take your life, and uh, you and your wife, we're going to agree to go in. And I mean, and you lay your life down. Yeah, you you hold you carry the burden. It's there, uh, but out of a right heart. Uh, Thankful, and I want tell you revival uh is is moving because we have couples out of this congregation that have a great heart. I was down with Pastor Brad Campbell, so a while back uh building the, just an amazing building and all that he's done there, and uh then things are needed sometimes because it tells the people that hey we're not just in here for a week or two, uh but we are locked down in here. I'll be your pastor. We're going to stay with you. And I'm going to tell you, and I know it's expensive. It costs lots of money uh, to do that. But uh, here's uh, Pastor Brad Campbell now. I mean, having great revival. He's launching churches. And I'm going to tell you, it, it came out of a, a congregation that had people first that said, we will go. And it had others that said, we will uh, see them. We're going to partner with this. And And now they're having great revival. You heard on uh, uh, Robert as well. Uh, I mean, they're having revival. Pastors tell me about Bitwell uh, and Mary today. They're having revival in Nigeria. And it goes on and on. So can you feel the need tonight? I want you to see the atmosphere that God's creating here. You know, one of the reasons the world hasn't been won over to Jesus by now is because we're trying to do it without God. One of the things that plagued us in Africa, they would have these religious people come from... Uh, zimbabwe the, the, the dutch uh, uh people they're just trying to raise money and get some pictures where so they can uh, go back and make money then we had uh you know all the religious uh people everybody uh you know wore their colors the catholics uh, wore red and black uh then you had the dutch reform wearing their colors you had uh i mean it went on and on and on so these religious people had such a hold on people. I mean, just almost like the witch doctors, uh, I mean, to break away from that, it was, uh, uh, you know, like a a great offense against the family and what they would do sometimes they would go to, to the witch doctors, uh, and put things on these, uh, people. And, you know, when they're thinking about, I want to get right with God, I want to go to that church and on and on and on it went, but I'm telling you those that would come, uh, and surrender their life. We talked about signs and wonders, uh, God began to break uh, uh, things for them. God began to help them. young people begin to flood in. And and on and on, we're having revival in many nations out of this congregation because we're doing it God's way. See, world evangelism costs a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Amen. Costs a lot of money. I remember as we're preaching over there, the time came where the city told us, they said, it's time now, you have to build a wall well you got to remember where it's at this wall is going to cost us uh, eleven or twelve thousand dollars I forget uh, and i 'm telling you i 'm thinking eleven or twelve thousand dollars you may you may as well ask for half a million we 're not even close and God spoke to me and said, I can put money into people 's hands here in Africa we're talking about Africa, folks that don 't have money, folks that don 't uh, receive money, so what happened was is that uh, we had some uh, guys in our church, they were orphans. And so what had happened is that dad and mom left them a farm uh, wh- when they passed. And and what they did, God moved on them to sell that farm. And they and they sold very quickly. And they said God spoke to them uh, to bring a lot of that money in. And I would tell you, they gave huge offering in that. Thousands of dollars came from these, uh, here. Uh, I mean, they're orphans. They're not standing on their feet. Uh, they have some return. They're getting that. And I, and I mean, uh, i tell you, just make you cry and weep because they could have used that money. Listen, they had great needs, but they didn't use the money for themselves. Yeah. So what happened? They said, we want to invest this in that wall. Uh, we, we want to do this. I didn't pull on them. I didn't say, hey, you got money now. Need to help. This is out of their own heart. They, uh, they brought, um, I mean, up and they said, here in the offering, here it is. Now, I'm telling you what God showed me something that day is that money spiritual. I'm telling you He can put thousands of dollars in uh, to people's hands in in Zambia and Africa, and they actually give it. I'm telling you, it's a miracle of God. See, world evangelism tonight is the goal. I was reading about the Colorado River how it flows through Arizona, the way it. Uh, uh it's, uh, it's, flowing through and, uh, the, uh, you know, the label, uh, said erosion. So I'm reading that. And so it began to talk about, uh, uh, this great lake, this, uh, Colorado River. And it goes on to say, uh, as it goes through the Arizona desert, it's taking all these little, like, sands and these little rocks and pebbles, uh, along with it. And all of a sudden, as this, uh, powerful river is moving, picking up the uh, sand uh, and different things. And it goes on to say it's, uh, it's winding its way through the, the sandstone, the limestone, uh, the granite. It's picking up little pieces as it goes, tireless it goes on, uh, day in uh, and, and day out. The under uh, uh, belly of the relentless current wears uh, away the rock, uh, grain by grain, pebble by pebble, day in and year in and year out, and the results... Uh, it was the Grand Canyon. Started out just a little river. And it's picking up as it's going. There's such a strength and picking up pebbles as it's, uh, you know, working its way through. And, uh, so what began to happen, this big, massive piece of land, uh, because this water would not stop, there was something about, uh, the, the water, the, the force that it was, uh, coming in and what it was bringing the power of that current uh i want to tell you tonight something very powerful happened uh you know yeah uh, i mean the grand canyon if you can imagine that starting from uh you know just a body uh, of of water you begin to uh, see tonight god can start off with uh just a little bit of water can you say man uh and god can bring momentum and god can get behind that and push that and push that and as pastors putting missionaries uh over here and over there, the current is flying. Uh, the current is pushing with great power, and I want to tell you, just like the great uh, or the Grand Canyon was birthed out of that. Listen, God is doing works in different uh, nations today because the thrust of the current of this congregation, of the spirit uh, of this uh, church, and the obedience of this congregation. Uh, there are many, if we can say, Grand Canyons uh, uh, all around the world as as the flow from your life and your giving and uh, your obedience to God. I'm telling you, there's some very powerful work. We can't explain it right now. We don't know all the issues, but I'm telling you tonight uh that every time you give, every investment you make for uh, world evangelism uh, and, these mil- and these missionary works, uh, I'm telling you, God records that. And from that atmosphere, from that heart, uh, I mean, we're literally seeing nations being turned by the grace of God. This article goes on, though, and begins to talk about how this great piece of land uh, could have been preserved could have been, uh, you know, just, uh, blocked off somehow. We could have rerouted, uh, uh, the water, uh, you know, in, in some way. So what they did, they called it erosion instead of, uh, you know, uh, this great thing, uh, now the Grand Canyon. We know it. They, they know it at that point. Uh, but they're looking on the surface. It looked like, uh, uh you know what? Uh, you know, all that, that flow, that atmosphere doesn't need to come down this way. Uh, we can live without it, and, but I, and so they called it an erosion. But I want to tell you what, uh, it's very powerful uh, tonight when you and I can live outside of that. We don't see it as an erosion. We don't see it as a waste of time. Why are we given, uh, why are we even focused that way? But no, it's something much more powerful than that. It's not an erosion. It's an opportunity to have revival in the world. Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Therefore, those who uh, uh, scattered, went everywhere preaching the Word. I preached in our congregation just uh, a few weeks ago uh, on this text. And as I began to preach, God began to do something very powerful. Here's some people that were scattered for preaching. They were being persecuted. They were, uh, you know, being pushed out of homes. They were being uh, judged. You read uh, the book of Hebrews, it just breaks your heart, the price that... Uh, these early, uh, uh, you know, converts, uh, the price they paid. But, I'm, I mean, we're looking at that. They didn't see it as a hardship. They didn't see it as a wrong uh, or anything like that. As the persecutions, the, uh, the sacrifices are being made, uh, there's a joy in their voice. Can you say, man, uh, they're out preaching everywhere they're going. They're making disciples. Churches are rising up. Uh, You know, and uh, Peter and Paul, you know, just like Pastor Campbell, there's such a need out there. Uh, You know, so here's Peter and John, uh, some apostles in. Uh, in the book of Acts, the new church—they're going everywhere. They're servicing this thing, and I mean, but I mean, they're getting put in jail. They're getting beat uh, uh, sometimes. There are persecution, but they said, "Oh man, uh, they didn't look at it as uh, an erosion, uh, something that just needed to be done away with. They're looking at this as a great opportunity." And those that were scattered—I mean, the, the the message is keep preaching, uh, uh, keep doing it, go, keep going, go, 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 go—under heavy persecution.
0: of Chandler Conference. So please, subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below.
1: Thanks. Reading a story about a plant a nursery displayed a, or a sign outside of their business and it says this, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, the next best time is today. And it gives us the thought is that one day we're gonna get locked into this thing. One day when I get enough money, One day when I get uh, enough things, uh, I'm going to really get involved in this. And I'm going to, uh, if if God's calling you, I'm going to answer the call. Or if God's dealing with you, to just uh, send and release finances. And uh, the thought here, though, is, uh, well, when I get things together, then I'll go. It doesn't work like that most of the time. Amen? Our Our text says, enlarge the place of your tent goes on to say, let them stretch out the curtains uh, of, the, of your dwelling. Do not spare. Listen to this. Lengthen your cords. Uh, strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants uh, will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities uh, inhabited. I want to take God is speaking something very powerful here. Uh, and he's given us a heads up in a sense. But let me ask you tonight, how many here would love to see that kind of revival? I mean, God says, get ready. Uh, this thing is going to be so huge. You're not going to be able to contain it uh, with what you got. And he, he says, you're going to have to enlarge. You're going to have to strengthen. You're going to have to uh, uh, be involved in this. There's things that are going to have to be done. And, and expansions needed. Uh, but I want to tell you, with enlargement comes stretching and lengthening. This is the burden on the church. But a church that will rise up and meet that, listen, uh, there's always an enlarging. When you uh, uh, send out a missionary, I'm listening to the pastor, and I mean you—you you can feel it in his voice. He's got faith that uh, I don't have yet, and that's why I'm—I I'm, sh- sh- I get as close as I can with him. Uh, I want to catch that, and I know with that there's there's an enlarging, but you know there's a stretching. Uh, Lengthening. You're going to have to be personally involved. Uh, you're going to have to make room in your own life. Uh, you're going to have to cramp your style, be inconvenienced. If we are going to receive what God will want to give us. It's reading that uh, it takes faith to do this. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us some uh, insight. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, uh, uh, he would let her, later receive uh, as an inheritance, obeyed and went. I mean, they didn't have a GPS. They didn't have, uh, uh, you know, planes. They didn't have the convenience that we have today. Think about this. Uh, Abraham's, you know, he's living the way he's living. And so now God says, I want you to pull, pull up stake. I want you to just to keep going and going and going. Uh, and I'll let you know where to stop. Now, if Pastor Campbell said that so today, just get on a plane and just keep flying. <laughs> we said, no, I don't think so. We're, we're not going that way. We don't have to, but I'm trying to just bring a point home tonight. And so here it is. God goes on to say this uh, in verse uh, verse 9, I believe. It says, By faith he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents. Verse 10 says, For he was looking forward to a city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah Herself was barren, was enabled uh, to become a father uh, uh, because he considered him faithful, who had made uh, the promise. So here it is tonight. And God is speaking to a man and God's speaking to a couple where this is going to totally upset their, uh, you know, where they're at. And God's able to speak to this man. And he's able to have a faith, a confidence that we're not just going empty-handed. We're not just going aimlessly. But God's involved in this. Hallelujah. And God will help us as we go. And so here's Abraham. Think about that. I mean, he's got his camels, and he's got the carts, and they're pulling uh, all kinds of stuff. There's no roads, you know, yet. And so here's the man. Because of his faith, he believed in God. He said, God, I can do that, and I want to be a part of what you're doing in the earth. Think about how hard that must have been. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when uh, God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Not only is Abraham uh, told to go, and uh, you don't need to be told yet where you're going. Uh, I'll speak to you. But now he said you're going to have to sacrifice your own son. Think about that. Listen, every missionary that came out of this place, they have sacrificed a great deal. They've sacrificed a lot, listen uh, uh you know I don't want to put any fear in you if you're planning on going next year, but uh, but I mean, when we flew in to Kitway, i mean i didn't know if they were telling me the truth or lying, and so we brought money just in case so uh, we had to give somebody something to fly out real quick, but what happened is we uh, the the uh the you know it got the routing got messed up somehow, so instead of flying into lasaka. Uh, the main city we flew into Indola uh, first and and I mean it's it's like a, uh well, it is it's a strip out in the field somewhere you fly into that and me and my wife you know as we're flying in. we just see you know the movies, you know, you're thinking there's lions in uh, you know uh, little men out there with spears, you know, and so they're telling us they they said you have to deplane uh, because we've had to bring this plane here. we've got to do some uh uh some work on it we're gonna get you back up in the air so uh but i was told i was gonna go through lasaka so i'm arguing with them now and I, my first time to the country i mean fear uh is on me i'd be lying if i told you i was just a man and took it but i'm saying listen i said no 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 uh, we're going to lasaka i can't get off here so what happened they, they uh, finally just told us we had to get off <laughs> no more negotiation you just got to get off and so we did that, and they, and they took us through, uh, uh, you know, their security and different things. We had to end up paying 80 or 100 bucks uh, or something. We get back uh, on the plane, go to the socket, and had to pay it all over again. So we got ripped off. Amen. But you know what? It's only 80 bucks. That's all it is. And I'm telling you, as we, you know, we say, you know what? We're, gonna, we're committed to this. We're going to make this thing work. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, once we got the Kitway, you begin to look at them people I mean, your hearts, your hearts are just melted together. And I'm telling you, we went and God showed me everything. Uh, I said, God, I want revival. We're willing to give. We're willing to sacrifice. And I want to tell you, it's always uh, the reference point. There's some men over there that I personally uh, discipled from the, the, the first day until they got launched out. I mean, there is a joy. There's a grace of God uh, that's involved in that. I was reading about uh, microwave popcorn. How many does that? Now you're reading a book, whatever. Yeah, and so I'm reading about this, and we enjoy the flavor, but it says when popcorn is placed in a microwave, a transformation begins to take place. Uh, these hard, seeds turn into soft, delicious little treats. Uh, this metamorphosis occurs because the microwave uh, uh, heats up the moisture resident in every uh, corn seed until it turns to steam, once it becomes steam, the pressure becomes uh, so great that the shell can no longer hold. Uh, uh, so what happens? It it explodes with the moisture that it has, uh, and what occurs out of that is now what was hard and was not edible because of the pressure, because of uh, you know that had to be there. Now this uh, seed is broken open, and, and uh, you know it's producing something that uh, that can service us. So here it is tonight. And as we uh, feel the pressure of God, no doubt, uh, uh, you know, God's dealing with you about a nation or God's dealing with you to give, uh, and the pressure's there. Oh, but I want to tell you tonight uh, as I went uh, to see Adam and Taya up there, and as Men Mona went there, we're preaching. I mean, their heart, you can see vision uh, in their eyes, they're loving this thing. There was no complaint, there was no regret. Uh, they're there, they're, they're uh, he's preaching the word of God, trying to make it happen. He is making it happen. And, I mean, our guides in South Africa is on there. I mean, no regrets. They're not uh, crying. The kids are happy uh, in Brad's home. Things are moving on. Uh, so out of, out of that atmosphere, I want to tell you what, there's life, there's fruitfulness, and on and on. It's reading about the Olympic Games. since thousands of the world's best Olympics compete. In the uh, Olympic Games, listen to this, each Olympian uh, body has been carefully sculptured, fine-tuned to guarantee optimum performance in the individual event. It says, marathon, slight twig-like, must be able to endure the rapid pulse uh, rate for more than 26 miles. So they spend this in the training, they spend their uh, training time tuning and uh, expanding the heart. The swimmer's body must be prepared to uh, uh, propel itself through water powerfully, forcefully, like a well-oiled uh, machine. The gym, uh, the gymnast, limber, cat-like, uh, must be swift enough to catch bars with their thighs to compete. So it goes on to compete the two and a half uh, or two and a half uh, flip with a twist before reaching the floor. Every Olympian has what it takes to win. All are in their best uh, bearing uh, uh, condition. So what this tells us tonight, even if... Uh, you know, you're going to uh, get in the Olympics tonight. They're the I mean, the work that's involved, getting your body fit for that. These people spend years uh, uh, for one event trying to uh, discipline their life, trying to get everything in order so that uh, they can one day, uh, they can get the call. Listen, you've been accepted, uh, and we want you to run for us. We want you to, or whatever it might be, and I'm thinking about that. If we can grasp that in the kingdom of God. And we get to prepare ourselves, even years before, God, if you would tarry, this is what we're going to do, uh, doesn't matter the pressure, doesn't matter the demand, uh, is that we're going to do this thing for God. I'm going to look at it, uh, take a glance of another man in the Bible, First uh, Chronicle, chapter 4, verse 9, says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, uh, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez uh, called on uh, the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me uh, indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that uh, I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now, I'm not preaching the the Jabez book uh, of, of gone by. That was the one, you know, just uh, pray this and God's going to help you. Uh, And they totally violated the truth of God. But in verse 9, it says his mother named him Jabez, uh, meaning pain, distress, and vexation. Most uh, commentaries, you read that, they're not saying that. Uh, You know, the mom hated him. Mom despised him. So when he came out, uh, you know, you're Jabez. uh, You're a pain. uh, You're a sorrow. This is what your life is. It's going to cause, no, it was, uh, uh, really the opposite side. Uh, this was what was going on around in their surroundings. It was a very difficult time. And, uh, you know, they, they can't make ends meet. They're, they're limited on, on money and different things. But I want to tell you tonight, uh, here's a man the Bible says was more honorable, uh, than his brothers. Uh, his brothers looked up to him. Here he is. He is labeled though, uh, in a sense, and he rose up. And he broke that. And this is what God can do tonight. The revelation is this. Uh, we can look and say, you know what? Uh, the surroundings of our life. We got uh, issues here. We got problems there. I want to tell you, if you will uh, take care of business like uh, this man and and became honorable, begin to serve and do what he uh, had to do to, uh, you know, uh, to get God's attention. And all the dynamics was changed at that point. That can happen to you tonight. reading about, one man said this, it will sometimes happen that where there is the most sorrow in the preceding circumstances, uh, there will be the most uh, 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 pleasure uh, in the aftermath. Another man said, as a furious storm gives place to the clear sunshine, so the night of weeping precedes the morning of joy. Just think about that. Once we respond to God, whether you're called to go, whether you're called to support, uh, listen. There's a dynamic in there. Once we respond and do something for God, even if life comes up against us like this, uh, and and you know you feel the pressure, I want to take God's involved. God begin to break things in your own life to help you to bring increase, and and, and on and on. Verse ten says, so "Man, that uh, Jabez said, called on the God of Israel, saying, listen to what he prayed.'" that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territories that my hand or that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that i may not cause pain so god granted uh him The request. Now, this is not a religious prayer. Uh, Name it, claim it, uh, blab it, grab it, however it's said. It's not one of these prayers, but here's a guy that uh, really wants to make his life count. He wants to to be right with God. He's seeing the need. He says, God, uh, if you would touch me, if you would do this, uh, I'll be a blessing to others. Here's a man that had faith. Instead of, uh, uh, instead of the writer telling us about uh, Jabez Faith, uh, the, the writer here showed us. Jabez called on the name of the Lord, uh, and God caught wind of that prayer because how he's living his life, and God's listening, and the Bible says that God gave him everything he asked. Verse one, he said this, or, or number one, he said, bless me indeed. One man said the commentary, it says, like a true uh, competitor. He wanted more than just to finish the race, uh, but he wanted to win. And, and the second thing, he said, enlarge my borders. He was not content. He refused to uh, fill a little space. He wanted God. Uh, to expand his opportunities uh, for service, so here 's a man tonight. If we can uh, catch the moment that he 's living in uh, uh yes there's disappointments there 's some hardship, but this man 's faith is stirred uh, uh, he's he 's listening to god he 's praying to God, and uh, god's doing something very powerful in his life, and against all circumstances uh he prevails. third thing is hes uh Sheep has asked for uh, a big, uh, and he got them. God, I mean, just in large, help me to be uh, a blessing. I was reading a story about the last lap. It was an athlete has to be, that has to be in perfect condition. It uh, I don't want to read it quite lengthily, but uh, this man, what he's doing is that, that you know, it's a, it's a marathon run. And what he has against him, there are uh you know things that could disqualify him but he's not uh saying there's pain in his legs uh and in his back and it's not showing all the other laps man he's running hard uh he's going to make it it looks like he's doing great uh but here's the last uh lap and the injury starts to be uh, uh showing he's starting to limp a little bit uh and, and he's trying to uh you know accomplish and all of a sudden people are passing him man. And going on. So here it is. He knew he had something that had to be lined up, something that had to be dealt with. But what he did, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to hide it. I'm going to disguise it. Not going to worry about it. Uh, you know, God won't see that. And I want to tell you because he didn't prepare in that sense. Uh, uh, he left himself open a little bit. And I'm telling you what, if we don't get, get this tonight and say, God, this is an issue. We're going to, uh, you know, wherever we have to discipline, whatever we have to put in order, we're going to do it because on the last lap, we don't want to fail. 1 Corinthians 2.26, Paul says, not many wise, we're in here, okay? Not many wise, not, not many uh, mighty, noble uh, are called, but God's chosen foolish things, the weak uh, base and despise. Uh, uh, that's who God picks tonight. We can't control that. That's most of us in here. Let me ask you. I'm getting ready to end this. Uh, what has God put it in your heart tonight? Can you hear the cry? If God's called you to a nation, can God get you to that place where you'd be totally honest with God, get things all set up, and and whatever that might be, Pastor, we're, we're ready to go. Uh, would you help us? Or if you're not called, would you order your finances tonight? I keep hitting on money, so I want you to get the, get the uh, point here. And... Can God give you money tonight? I've been praying that God would put bringing people. They got fifty thousand. They can put a hundred thousand in. I said, God, I pray that you'd send somebody to pay our building off. And I'm believing that I'm speaking that in prayer. And and we hadn't had happened yet, but uh, we're believing for that. Amen. I showed a video in our church the other day it's on no complaints. It's a woman uh, with no arms. Yeah. And it's just a short clip, uh, and so here's this lady. She has no arms. She's born like that. She gets married. She has a baby, and I mean, just her life. What they, what she has to do just to go out, uh, go out to a restaurant. You know, she's picking her leg up and grabbing, uh, uh, you know, the drinks with her toes, bringing in and, and. But what it said all the way through there, no complaints. She's not whining and crying, man, I've been handicapped, I can't believe it, Uh, uh, no, but she has this incredible uh, spirit that says, don't complain, I'm not crying, Uh, no self-pity here, I want to do something, And, and if we can catch that tonight. I mean, and just totally surrender to God. Say, God, uh, I don't know what's all involved, but you can uh, mark my name down. I'm hearing the cries of a nation. Uh, I will go. I'll support. I'll send. uh, Whatever it might be. And listen, tonight, uh, God can come in, just like he did with Jabez, overcame uh, all that was against him, and had great revival. I remember Brad Campbell told me, Pastor Brad Campbell, years ago, he said, God spoke to him about Africa. Yeah, and he prayed about it, and, uh, and I know uh, Brad Campbell, he's a very good giver, very liberal uh, on overseas uh, stuff especially, and, uh, yeah, but God puts us in his heart, but it was years. It took years to accomplish, all of a sudden there, and I remember that, when I'm preaching for him. I said, Brad, remember when you told me that about that dream? And he says, yeah, that was years ago. I said, look at it, man. Look how God's faithful. I had a guy tell me I was going to go over a season. Uh, uh, no, it was at that time, it was like 12 years later. Uh, uh, it finally uh, developed. Why did it take that long? I don't know. It probably took me a long time to come around. Paul said, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, uh, without a fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine uh, as lights in. The world, listen. Your life can make incredible impact in the world if we can catch it tonight. Incredible impact. I mean, we're doing a. Uh, I was preaching a healing crusade in Zimbabwe, and I mean, we had we had miracles that I've never seen before. These uh, we had kids that's never walked before; Their legs are like rubber, and we prayed for them, and God God healed them. And I want to tell you the wave that went through that compound. They had a compound of probably. Uh, I don't know, probably thirty, thirty-five thousand people, just kind of in that immediate area, and that was the first uh, uh, night of the revival. The second night, these parents were taking their uh, kids everywhere. Man, they're, they're witnessing. Man, look what's happened. God's healed. Uh, that now I tell you, people begin to come from everywhere. We had miracle after miracle after miracle. God says, Listen, uh, you go preach, and I, and I will bring in signs and wonders. I will uh, give that preaching credibility. I will uh, come on the scene, I'll validate, I'll put my stamp on it. And, and we've seen this many times. And so we don't have to fear it, we just have to get ready for it. Can you say, Amen? Let's bow your heads tonight and get every head bowed.